Get your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carrico, and all during this week on 101 ESPN, we're going to be previewing Long Gone Summer. It's the 30 for 30 about the 1998 home run chase between Mark McGuire of the Cardinals and Sammy Sosa of the Cubs, and it promises to be one of the best 30 for 30s that we've ever seen. Joining us now is Will Lennon. He's the producer of Long Gone Summer, and he's on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Will, great to have you with us. Thanks for taking some time. I know you've been very busy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, we spoke to AJ, I, I don't know, a week ago maybe, Randy? We spoke to AJ, who I know you're his right-hand man, when talking about all this. And he expressed to us that because of the pandemic and everything that we're dealing with, the timeline has kind of been pushed up for the completion of this film. And he had shared with us what that was like from his perspective. But what was that like for you to know that, okay, hey, our timeline has been moved up and now it's kind of a mad dash to get this documentary done? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a learning experience for everyone, and I, I feel like everyone's uh, adapted the best they could, including ESPN, and everyone's been understanding of how to finish a film during a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's been a mad dash to uh, to the end, and well, I mean, we still haven't delivered to ESPN. We still have uh, about a day or two of work to to do um, before they get the final thing, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been it's been pretty crazy since since we learned that they uh, are moved they moved up our air date. Will, without getting into specifics for us, going back to the last dance, we thought we knew a lot about Michael Jordan and the Bulls, and there were a lot of wow moments. Should we anticipate uh-huh. a lot of wow moments on Sunday night in this documentary? Well, I think this is the first time that uh, both Sammy and, and Mark have sat down for the length of time uh, that we sat down with them. And, and we did two interviews uh, with both of them each. Um, so we got to spend some time with them, and that made them uh, a, little, a bit more comfortable with us. So uh, I hope there's stuff that you haven't learned. And, and I also feel that because we had their their trust, um, our other interviewees, uh, if they're like, oh, yeah, Mark, let us interview him, then like they were more open towards us as well. Well, when we spoke to AJ, he told us he grew up in this area. He grew up a Cardinals fan. He was very, very aware of the Cardinals-Cubs rivalry and of this story. Were you as invested in this story before you started working on this film? Um, I actually also grew up in Missouri, uh, but in southwest Missouri. I grew up in in Branson. uh, And uh, in 1998, I was only six years old, but uh, that was definitely my first memories of baseball and 2003, I think I went to my first Cardinals game, uh, and it was a Cardinals-Cubs game, actually, and uh, my family and I were were instantly Cardinals fans and have been ever since. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely been a part of growing up. 
And Will, do you think that that was really important to have people like you and AJ who were really invested in this story and who already had some sense of this story from a local perspective to be the ones to execute this film? Because when I read about different things involved in this, even just the little details of having Jeff Tweedy do the music for this, it's, it's going to have, a, a, I think, kind of a local feel to it, which is cool. Yeah, I think we wanted to capture, uh, I mean, although it was a very national and even global story, I think it's, you know, at its core, it is a Midwest story, too, that that both of these fan bases are, are so close to each other. And in the Midwest, I think it was important for us to, to get that feel in the movie uh, that it did mean a lot to a lot of people nationally, but uh, really for, for both of these fan bases, it, it meant a lot more to, to them. Will Lennon, the producer of Long Gone Summer, will see it Sunday night on ESPN, is with us here on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. And, Will, it's interesting with McGuire because we knew before that season started that he was under a tremendous amount of pressure. And during that season and subsequently, we've heard about the pressure that he experienced because we expected him to hit 62 home runs. That was just kind of a given. In your interviews with Sammy, throughout this process, was pressure a part of the pursuit for him? It's a a great question. I'm sure it was, but he definitely did not leave. He didn't ever seem that. That was never an issue for him. And at least in our interviews with us, when we talked about with Mark, he was uh, very cognizant of that pressure and, 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 he kind of opened up to us about it with Sammy. It didn't even seem like a thought. And I, so I don't know if there was pressure with him, but uh, he just handled it differently than Mark. And I don't know if any of either of them handled it the wrong way or the right way, but uh, Sammy still looking back at this is that was just a, a great time. And uh, yeah, he, he never felt like he had to perform. Well, speaking of the interviews, I know you were really involved in the interview processes and making this film. What's one interview, whether it was with Mark or Sammy or maybe someone else involved in this story, that after the interview wrapped, you walked away and said, wow, whether it was an unbelievable story they told or an anecdote or new information. But what's one interview that when we're watching this, we should pay extra special attention to? Hmm. That's a good question. I I, I would say we got very lucky with all our interviews. Um uh, and we were always surprised after each interview. Uh, I'm not sure if there was something that there's one specifically that I remember. I, one of my favorite interviews uh, is was Mike Shannon because uh, it was a very kind of rushed interview. We had to do it before a game, uh, and it was very targeted. But Mike, but he was one of my favorites growing up uh, on the radio, so it was uh, a blast to be able to talk with him. Uh, and and he makes the film in uh, in an interesting way and, and yeah Mike was one of my favorite interviews. Well, in regards to the the rest of what was going on, obviously the the focus here is going to be on Mark and Sammy. But for a long time, Ken Griffey was part of this, and you also have baseball coming back because of the strike of 1994. Uh, do you get into depth, uh, or at least maybe peripherally, about the other things that were happening in baseball that made it so special? Yeah, I. I think when people see the film, they'll see the context in which this season happened. And, and that was from the get-go uh, one of AJ's main ideas. And, and what a lot of people think about the 98 season is that what led up to it. Uh, I, there's a lot of things that led up to that season being so special. So we deal with the strike. Um, 
and we we definitely we deal with Griffey as well and and uh you know you could make a 10 part series on all of this time period cuz the strike is fascinating and Ken Griffey is fascinating and everything that in between 94 and 98 uh you could really go in depth about but I think we do a good job uh in the film of setting that up and well what about the fallout after the home run chase with the steroid stuff because that to your point, could be an entire 30 for 30 series as well. And I know when we saw the trailer for this, you have the line from Bob Costa saying this this excitement came as at a price, I'm paraphrasing, but you kind of have to tell the story of the fallout to really tell the story of what happened. But you also, I, I know that it's, it's only one film and it's not a Michael Jordan 10-part series. So when you were having discussions on how you were going to attack this project, how much emphasis did you want to keep on the actual home run race and how much emphasis did you want to have in what happened following the home run, home run race? Yeah, so from the, from the get-go, AJ really wanted to make a film that was centered in that time that you felt that you were there in 1998, how it felt then. And you want to keep it that way that we don't want to look at 98. I mean, you have to address the steroid issue no matter what. And, and when you do look at 98, uh, you're going to think about steroids, but with the film, I, we wanted to live in that season rather than, Oh, like to have these preconceived thoughts about that season. Um, so, but that being said, we do address it, and we want to address it in a way uh, that shows different sides of the issues. And you're right; the, it's that could be a ten-part series. But that is a fascinating uh, thing that should be explored. You know, it'd be great to be explored in a documentary someday. But we did our best job of trying to live in that '98 season, and then knowing what we know now, how do we look back on that, and how do we view that season? And finally, Will, along those lines, you've put so much into this. You've interviewed so many people. Here you are a day or two from delivering it to ESPN. I would imagine that there has to be a lot of material that wound up on the cutting room floor. Was there stuff that, when, especially as you get down to crunch time here, where you say, I don't want to take this out, but you had to because you have time constraints? Yeah, I, I think that there there was a lot, you know, Everyone's interviews were were very good. There, there was a lot that we that we had to cut out, unfortunately. Uh, and if we had a ten part series, it, you know, we could have included that. Um, we, I, one of my favorite interviews was with Todd McFarlane, who uh, purchased most of the home run balls from of McGuire's that season and some of Sammy's. Uh, and and he had a lot of great stories that we wish we included, um, but. Yeah, I, I think that the, most everyone uh, had some really interesting anecdotes, and it's hard to include all these anecdotes in, in a film like this. Well, we can't wait for Sunday. We're looking forward to it. Congratulations on your great work, Will, and we appreciate, appreciate you getting up in L.A. this morning to join us. <laughs> of course. Thanks so much.